You've been socialized to believe that our value lies in our productivity. I used to think that I would get to feel good about myself if only I could get like a certain number of things done on my to-do list, if I got to feel productive. Never trust your goal to be the end point where you get to feel good about yourself. You get to choose to feel good about yourself right now because you want to, because you're a human and you're worthy. Welcome to Is This All There Is, the podcast for high-achieving women who have checked all the boxes and are left feeling overwhelmed, unfulfilled, and stuck. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ryan Fear, and in each episode, we'll use principles of cognitive psychology, feminist theory, and expert mindset coaching to help you build the confidence and clarity you need to accomplish whatever it is you want, even if you don't yet know what that is. Hey everybody, how is it going? I did a little traveling last week. I took an end of summer trip to see some friends and brought home a cold as a souvenir. I woke up this morning with a super scratchy throat and I thought, oh no, (laughs) here we go. I'm the worst sick person. Luckily, I haven't been feeling super bad. I just have a scratchy voice. So we'll see how this podcast goes. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. If you have school-age children, they're probably either in school now or they're starting school. My daughter starts on Thursday, and she's starting middle school. She's going into sixth grade, and where we live, middle school is sixth through eighth grade. So she is excited, nervous for it as with any big transition. So there have been a lot of emotions in my house (laughs) over the past few months. A lot of them are hers. A lot of them are mine. (laughs) But I am here to see her through. So wish me luck. Middle school for me was pretty much the worst three years. Was it three years of my life? And I'm being dramatic, but I'm also not being dramatic. Middle school really sucked for me. So I'm trying not to project that onto her, but she already is much more confident and self-aware and mature than I was at her age. So feeling good. Things will be good. Anyway, today I want to talk all about time management. So if you're like me, you probably have participated in just about every time management class there is. You've read a ton about time management hacks. You've bought all the planners because you just want to be able to get more done each day. And if you're like most people, that's because you've been socialized to believe that our value lies in our productivity. So I want you to think about that. At the end of the day, what's the story you're telling yourself? Are you telling yourself, oh my gosh, I got a lot done. I feel so good. I get to feel good about myself. Or are you telling yourself, I did not accomplish anything today, and you feel kind of anxious? I get it. I was there. I used to think that I would get to feel good about myself if only I could get like a certain number of things done on my to-do list, if I got to feel productive. But feeling productive is actually a thought, and you get to choose if you have been productive in any particular day or not. Perhaps your version of productivity for that day is taking a nap and taking care of yourself. Today, between clients, instead of recording this podcast earlier today or doing some other work, I took a nap because I wasn't feeling great. And that is part of my version of productivity. 
So I want you to think about your to-do list. Does looking at your to-do list cause you anxiety? Do you beat yourself up at the end of the day because you weren't as productive as you wanted to be? Maybe your to-do list is this magical fantasy world where you add things but know that they'll never get done, right? My to-do list for the longest time had clean out car. If you know me, you know that never happens. (laughs) Or maybe your to-do list is something that lights you up because pretty much everything on it is something that you know that's going to move you forward in all the right ways. This is the difference between living your life by default and living your life by design. When you live your life by default, your days are filled with relentless busyness. It's like you're on a hamster wheel. You're always busy, but you never really accomplish anything. And you find yourself wondering how much longer you can sustain the pace. You're always shoulding on yourself. I'm really tired, but I should clean out the fridge. I'm really tired, but I have one more memo to type up. I'm really tired, but I should. You can fill in the blank with really any of the thoughts that you have about what you should be doing with your time. When you live your life by design, however, you know where you're going and the steps you need to take to get there. You aren't chasing a feeling like fulfillment, happiness, joy, because you know that emotions aren't a destination. You don't set goals because of how you think you'll feel when you achieve them. You set goals because you're interested in who you'll become in the process of achieving them. Now, I want you to understand that distinction. For the biggest part of my life, I would set goals and work to achieve them because I thought that after achieving the goal, I finally would get to feel good about myself. But that's not why you set goals. You set goals because they help you grow and change and evolve into the person that you want to become. It's all about the process of achieving the goal rather than thinking that, oh, well, when I achieve this goal, I finally get to be happy. I fall into that trap too. I have almost reached the milestone of making six figures in my business. And for the longest time, I was like, I get to believe I'm a competent businesswoman once I make six figures. And of course, now that I'm close to it, my brain is like, oh no, it's not until you make a million in your business that you get to believe you're a competent businesswoman. (laughs) So our brains are always moving the bar. So never trust your goal to be the end point where you get to feel good about yourself. You get to choose to feel good about yourself right now because you want to, because you're a human and you're worthy. Okay. In order to start living your life on purpose, I want you to think about approaching your to-do list in a totally different way. Instead of thinking in terms of time management, I want you to think in terms of energy management. Everyone gets the same 24 hours in a day. You, me, Oprah Winfrey. Time is not a renewable resource. Energy is, though. Thinking of your to-do list in terms of energy rather than time is a game changer. This will help you stop squeezing in additional tasks every time you have a free moment. You may notice that when you have some free time, your first instinct isn't to think, ah, free time, hallelujah. Your first instinct is to feel anxious, right? Because you're like, oh my gosh, I have a free hour. Should I clean the fridge? Should I type the memo? Should I clean the car? Should I go for a run? Like, that is exhausting. I want you to think about your tasks And if you want to bring out your to-do list right now, go ahead and press pause and find your to-do list. But I want you to think about your tasks in the terms of three different categories. Energy-producing tasks, energy-neutral tasks, and energy-draining tasks. Energy-producing tasks are the tasks that you discover you have more energy after doing them than you had before. 
For example, I love writing, recording podcasts, teaching workshops, and coaching clients. These tasks, I feel like I have more energy after I do them. Energy draining tasks are the opposite. You feel depleted after doing them. For me, these are usually the more detail-oriented tasks like bookkeeping, scheduling, organizing things. If you're one of my clients and you're listening to this, you already know that scheduling is not my superpower. I'm exhausted after doing more of the detail-oriented type of tasks. Then the third type of task, energy-neutral tasks, don't give or deplete your energy, they just are. If you aren't sure off the top of your head how the tasks on your to-do list impact your energy, I want you to do what I call an energy map. So here's the first step of the energy map. On an average day, you can do this throughout your day as you go throughout your day, write down each task as you do it. Leave off the routines, the daily routines like brushing your teeth, putting on clothes, all of the things. But write down the larger tasks like attending meetings, commuting to work, writing memos, making calls, going to the grocery store, the things that are kind of the bigger, not as routine tasks. Keep a running list of tasks. And then next to each task, put a plus mark if you felt more energetic after completing it, a minus mark, a subtraction symbol, however you want to define it if you felt drained after doing the task, or an equal sign if it was neither giving or draining, or whatever notation makes sense for you, just so you can notate what the energy giving tasks were, what the energy depleting tasks were, and what the energy neutral tasks were. Over time, you'll start to see some patterns. You may notice that all of your energy draining tasks are scheduled for the afternoons, which is when most people have a dip of energy, dip in energy anyway. And that gives you more information about that afternoon slump than, oh, I just need more coffee, or I just need to hit the M&Ms. You might also now notice that there are certain tasks that deplete your energy, like for me, the detail-oriented tasks. Or you might notice there are some that give you energy, like tasks that allow you to be in your body more, or tasks that allow you to connect with other people. It's all just information. Then, as you go back through your list, I want you to notice the energy draining tasks. So these are the ones that you've marked with a negative symbol, or however you symbolized it, frowny face, (laughs) whatever you chose. Ask yourself three questions for each of these. First, does it have to get done? Be honest here. I see a lot of you putting clean out the car, just like me, on your to-do list when you know that it's never going to get done. (laughs) Or it only gets done when you're already exhausted, but you're even more tired of beating yourself up for not getting it done, so you drag yourself through it. What are the tasks on your to-do list that you just know that you're not going to get done or you dread doing that do yourself a favor and just delete them already? It's okay. You have my permission. There's some things you just need to take off your to-do list. And that doesn't mean that they necessarily will never get done. It just means you're giving yourself a break from beating yourself up for not doing it. If a task depletes your energy and it actually doesn't need to get done, take it off your list. Now, if there's a task that depletes your energy that 
does need to get done, like feeding your children. (laughs) Ask yourself if you personally have to do it or can it be delegated? Now, sidebar, here's a note on delegation. I know this is hard for a lot of you. I know how you love being independent and thinking you can do it all yourself. I also know how you hate to burden other people and it can feel really vulnerable asking for help. I've coached a lot of you on delegation to your staff, partners, and hiring outside help. One of the pitfalls of the siren song of having it all is that we tend to think that means we have to personally do it all. Here's what I want you to know. Number one, it's totally normal to struggle with delegation. Number two, any woman that you think of as having it all probably has a lot of help. If you're struggling with delegating to your staff, for example, I totally hear you. When I had my first assistant, I remember thinking, great, she's going to take so much off my plate. But then I would start to think things like, oh, it's just easier for me to do this task myself rather than teach her how to do it. Or if I let her take on this task, she's going to know how badly I've done at it up until now. Like I had all of these negative thoughts about delegating things to her and my conditioning to want to do it all myself. It was really hard for me to be like, oh yeah, it's her entire job to help support me so I can do more of my job. I've coached a lot of clients on this too, of being able to delegate work to their staff Because of having the thoughts, I don't want to burden them. They won't do it right. And my big one was it'll take me longer to teach them how to do it than it would be for me to just do it myself. I want you to know that it's okay to delegate to other people. In fact, think about it this way if this is helpful to you. Say there's someone on your team who's really good at, I don't know, putting together slide decks. You really don't like putting together slide decks. That's an energy drain. If you delegate it to the person who's good at it, it's probably something that gives them energy. It helps them because you're giving them an energy sustaining task. Or if you keep all of the work for yourself and don't delegate to your team, how are they ever going to develop the skills that they need to advance or to enrich their work lives or however you want to think about it? So you delegating to another person potentially is helping them. I know your brain is like, oh my gosh, it's such a burden. I'm burdening them. But that's not true. It's entirely possible that it's helpful for them to have that task. So I want you to think about it that way. If you're struggling with delegating to your partner at home, especially if you identify as female and you're in a heterosexual relationship, there's a ton of research on the amount of time women spend essentially doing a second shift of work at home. I was just speaking to some college friends about this, and we went to an all-women's college. We consider ourselves to be super feminist, and we still are like, oh, I can't ask my husband to take the kids to the dentist because, you know, he's busy with work. These beliefs are real, y'all. Full transparency, this is something that I am totally working on right now, too, is being able to involve my husband in more of the day-to-day tasks. And I'll keep you posted on that. But I, what I want you to know is if you struggle with sharing the workload with your partner, no matter what kind of relationship you're in, that's totally normal. If you are socialized as female, raised as a woman, 
we're basically trained that we need to do it all ourselves. So it can be really hard to share the load with other people. And then we end up being resentful. We end up building resentment, even though we never ask for help. So even though it feels scary, ask for help. Now, if you're thinking about paying to outsource a task, but struggling with the idea of spending the money, I want to help you reframe that. With building my business, there are certain things I'll give you as an example that I just didn't know how to do, like building a website, creating Facebook ads, that it made a lot more sense. It was a wise investment for me to spend money on doing that because the amount of time and effort it would have taken me to become an expert just wasn't worth it to me. I wanted to spend my time serving clients and figuring out new ways to serve clients rather than becoming a Facebook ads expert. So ask yourself, how much is my time worth? For example, I worked this out with a client who is a therapist who charges $250 an hour for her time. And she was beating herself up because even though she had a thriving business practice, she wasn't keeping her house as clean as she would like. And she would be exhausted at the end of the day. And she and her partner would argue about the state the house was in. Pretty common argument. (laughs) After helping her let go of the idea that she had to do everything herself, It's a very pervasive undercurrent, my friends. She did some homework to find out how much it would cost to have a regular cleaning service come out. She got a few quotes and found that to have someone come out for about two hours every other week, she would pay about $150. So if she could free up two hours of her time or more, since I'm guessing she's probably not as efficient as professional house cleaners, and she were to use that time to do client work, she could earn an additional $500 every two weeks, meaning that hiring cleaners would not only get the cleaning done, it would actually pay for itself and more. Massive caveat here. I'm not saying that if you invest the money in outsourcing a task to somebody else, that then you need to spend that time that you freed up working. The whole point of delegating is not so you can do more work. I use the contrast of how much it would cost her to delegate the task versus how much she could have earned if she used this time for clients so she could see her time in a different way. Now, if she could 100% use the couple of hours that freed up every week or every two weeks to take a nap or go for a walk, spend time connecting with her partner or a friend. We just tend to tell ourselves the story of like, I can't afford to do this. I have to do it all myself. And that belief keeps us stuck. Okay, going back to your energy map. Remember, before I went on the sidebar of delegation, um, for each energy draining task, I want you to write next to it, write do if it's something that must get done and you must be the person to do it. Be honest with yourself here. You don't need to do everything. Delegate if you can ask or hire someone else to do it or dump if the task doesn't actually need to get done. So this is where you need to do some honest soul searching of, do these tasks actually need to get done? Do they need to be done by me? And you might find that most of the things that are energy draining either don't need to be done at all, or you can outsource to somebody else. So the next step for the tasks that must get done, these are energy draining, energy neutral, and energy affirming. You need to start putting them on the calendar. This is where the magic happens, my friends, because what gets scheduled gets done. When you have this to-do list that just is this amorphous list that isn't actually assigned a time and a date to do it, that's when things get wild west. They get out of control. Stuff doesn't get done. 
So this is always where my clients ask, well, how much time will each task take? I don't know how much time to assign each task. What I want you to think about is that each task will take the time, the amount of time that you give it. If you give yourself two hours to write a memo, it's going to take you two hours to write a memo. If you give yourself half an hour to write a memo, suddenly it gets written a whole lot faster. So I want you to be realistic about the amount of time that it takes, but also be on to yourself when you're giving yourself a ton of time to accomplish something, because usually that time includes getting up and wandering around and eating all the Cheetos. I almost said in the basement. I don't know why you're keeping your Cheetos in the basement in this hypothetical situation. (laughs) But here's the twist. When you're putting your to-dos, your action items on your calendar, I want you to balance out the energy-depleting tasks with energy-neutral and sustaining tasks. You could even take it up another level. If you know that you have more energy first thing in the morning, maybe start your day with an energy-depleting task so that you can end up being energy-neutral. Or if it takes you a while to wake up, maybe start your day with an energy-giving task to give you some energy. What you want to do is break up the energy depleting and energy giving tasks and energy neutral tasks so you're not like giving yourself all of this energy in the morning and then depleting it in the afternoon. Hopefully that makes sense. Try to balance it out as much as possible. If your schedule isn't completely under your control, you'll find that even doing a little bit of this work will make a big difference. So going back through what we talked about today, I want you to think about your tasks instead of thinking about them in terms of time and the amount of time it will take them to get done and managing your time to get more done. I want you to think about tasks in terms of the energy that they take or the energy that they give you. The energy depleting tasks, I want you to get rid of as many of those as possible, first and foremost, and delegate the rest. (laughs) So you're not doing as many energy depleting tasks. I mean, just having the awareness of what kind of work and what kind of to-dos give you energy versus take your energy can be super helpful. But the more of those energy draining tasks you can move on, the better. Just knowing what gives you energy also gives you an idea of what your priorities should be. Because the tasks that give you energy are usually the things that excite you and that light your soul up. Those are the things you want to be focusing on. Those are the things that are going to lead you to success, all of the wonderful things. The energy draining tasks are just going to drain your energy. So be honest with yourself about whether or not you need to do them, if they need to get done at all, or if you can share them with somebody else. When you find yourself focusing on the energy giving tasks, you'll find that your days flow so much more effortlessly and easily and things are just much better overall. I hope you found this helpful. Please leave me a comment, leave me a review, forward this to a friend if you found it helpful. And I hope that you have an amazing week. Take care. If you found this podcast helpful, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Go ahead and send it to a friend while you're at it. Thank you. My mission in life is to liberate women from the limiting beliefs that are holding them back from living their fullest, most joyful lives. 
If you'd like to learn more about my work, check out my website at www.amandaryanfear.com, where you can find links to join my free private Facebook group and to learn more about working with me. 